0: All right, I'm always excited when a journalist is in studio, and uh, this is a great example of said journalist, John Diedrich from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. What's your official title, just reporter? Uh, Investigative reporter, yep. Oh, you got investigated. Got that on there, yeah. You've done some great work, and you and I talked probably about a month or so ago, six weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, on your Behind the Gun series, and you have the latest installment is out, and and it talks, this is why I'm fascinated by this topic, it talks to gun owners, and in many ways the different kinds of gun owners. And, and you talk about in the piece, we have those who, we, I just had Paul Smith from the Journal Sentinel on yesterday, the, the hunting aspect, the self-protection aspect, the, the collector's aspect. So this this edition, this version, this installment, what are you telling
1: people? Well, this. so I appreciate what you're saying there about... Um, uh because it, we sort of touched on this in the last installment that there really isn't a gun community per se there's a lot of people who own it's this. It's very
0: diverse. Uh,
1: that's absolutely true. And um you know through this O'Brien fellowship at Marquette that I did this for a, for a year I I worked on this uh Journal Sentinel um uh Marquette uh collaboration. What we really focused in on is could we say something different? Could we talk to gun owners um like in large numbers. Um and and that's really the predominant uh source that I talked to um, that that's really our guides through this this material in today's installment we release uh, the largest uh, most in-depth poll of gun owners in the state 354 gun owners and what was interesting is guns are are one of the questions according to Charles Franklin at Marquette Law School that people do not answer Um, its guns and its income those are the two things um, but we, we really tried to write this poll in the wording, working with Charles, but also with gun owners to form language that would be um, uh, that would be more neutral, that would not be problematic in some way. I was gonna ask you. so
0: my income I, I sort of get. Gun ownership. Gun owners are proud. They're a proud group. They support the Second Amendment. They they like to talk, especially when they're amongst other gun owners. Like to talk about the guns they have or the experiences they've had. So, what's the hesitation there? Well, that's interesting. I mean, I think there's also a, a sense
1: that there's a, sort of a cataloging that might be happening, or somehow there's some connection. Somebody's keeping track, or also that there's sort of yeah, also that there's sort of an agenda. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that um, in the polling. Um, There's a sense like I don't want to participate in a poll that sort of already has a conclusion. So we tried to use we did use language that was more uh, familiar, neutral or familiar to among gun owners. And so um, and so the the results of that were that we had just just from a broad sense was that we had gun owners from across the state. We did this poll earlier this year um, and we had three hundred fifty four gun owners who answered every question on our poll. Thirty one questions. And uh, and and they answered them all, and it was very interesting to see some of the things that they said.
0: Yeah, so I, I got the list in front of me. Um, the most commonly used firearm is a handgun. I guess that's not surprising. Least common, AR-15. We mm-hmm. we often hear about AR-15 because they're often used in mass shootings. Here's one that got me: 46 of 354 gun owners reported they used a firearm defensively. Yes. Does that seem high to you? It seems high to me. Well, it's interesting. So um, on one hand, um,
1: we've seen some polls uh, or some studies that would suggest that the defensive gun use is really low, like two, three percent. And some have said it's much higher. Of course, there's like, what do you mean by defensive gun use? And so we went to some pains to define it and give different questions. So defensive gun use is not just a discharge. It it could also be announcing you have a gun, withdrawing a gun, and and so forth. Uh, uh, Several of our gun uh, owners that we talked to for the series, and Jeff Ferris is one of them. He's a trainer from uh, Washington County been invaluable in this whole project. Jeff was surprised by that. He said, you know, I he's in, uh, he's a gun trainer up at the range, and, and he he teaches, uh, he's retired now, but he teaches, um, and he said, boy, I know a lot of, of gun owners, some who carry and some who don't, concealed. He said, I don't know anybody who's
0: had a defensive gun use. So he was surprised by that number. Yeah. The other one that was interesting, and I guess it's not surprising, is that the the number of people that purchased guns during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, And I would say, you know, protecting themselves. There's a lot of people that were, you know, maybe struggling or whatever. And maybe that was some of the thought process. 31 of the 114 people who bought guns during the pandemic bought their first gun. The introduction to having a gun, Any reasoning there why why that was the moment was it self-protection that they finally realized you know maybe i should protect my my homestead
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that that's what came through and what we also do is look at other polls and say how does this confirm that as i talked to charles he said that's one of the things he looks for is that does this run counter Um, this number is actually lower um that's about eight percent of our total we're first-time gun owners we see uh some higher numbers in some other polls um, but again, we're just looking at Wisconsin owners. Um, there's also a caution here in that, you know, we have um, about probably 1.2 million households in Wisconsin where there's a firearm and then a higher number of gun owners. So, you know, we're well over a million gun owners. We we polled 354 people. So we have to be careful when we start looking at small numbers, not to make big conclusions from small numbers. That said, of those people that we talked to, um, self Protection was a big one. And that, that does, uh, match with the profiles that we did for this. We profiled, uh, several gun owners, um, uh, on the self protection piece, um, and talking to people like Jeff Ferris, who said he's getting new students, brand new gun owners, um, never, you know, touched a gun sort of thing. And it's self protection, uh,
0: that they're coming to him for training for. My guest is John Dieter from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He's a investigative reporter. His Behind the Gun series, a uh, fantastic uh, latest installment out on the kind of the characteristics of the gun owners in Wisconsin. Uh there's a scary number as well when it when it looks at a, a national problem, a scourge of suicide and the trends among Wisconsin gun owners. We will get to that story and other takeaways from his great piece Behind the Gun at the Journal Sentinel after this on WTMJ now. The series is Behind the Guns. Investigative reporter John Diedrich joins us from the Walker Journal Sentinel, and today we're looking at sort of the uh, the characteristics of the gun owners. Again, 354 people sampled in the or the, the Market University's O'Brien Fellowship in Public Service, and the Journal Sentinel kind of worked together in collaboration and finding the numbers. So I, I mentioned this before the break, John. Um, one of the takeaways: one in five gun owners surveyed said so they knew a gun owner who had had suicidal thoughts, and. Uh, if you pay attention to news at all, you know, this is a certainly a concerning trend in the United States, the rising rate of suicide. People that are under 18, professionals, law enforcement. I mean, it's concerning that trend. And, and I, I don't know that everybody recognizes like, this. This seems like a big number, one in five to me. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah.
1: When you think about statistically, um, yeah, maybe a, a, a minority, but you look at the the consequences. And we also know that um when you're dealing with a really sensitive question like this is probably underrepresented. Um, you, you're you're right the the issue of suicide is rising nationally. Uh we we hit a a high number here uh last year and what was significant in Wisconsin is for the first time more than 500 people took their life with firearms. Um and so um and so the um this number is important because to me it links back to our earlier work uh, and this is uh, a discussion among uh, gun owners um, and, and everyone but particularly among gun owners to talk about uh, mental wellness um, to talk about uh, separation from lethal means when a crisis comes up potentially um, and that may be with a friend family member
0: that may be there's gun shops now that will take guns uh, things of this nature. When I talk to friends, family members who are gun owners, I think the conversation has changed. There seems to be a better sense of awareness of of all of those other situations, whether it's you know suicide, whether it's uh, safe storage, storing uh, not keeping loaded loaded guns around the household because that's dangerous for for children, of course. Um, uh, even the issue of concealed carry, maybe the, it's the evolution of the idea of, of being a gun owner in the state of Wisconsin. Or am I misreading that?
1: No, I think you're right. I think there's a, um, there's a real, um, boy, the, I think one of the things that came through in all these interviews is a real seriousness, uh, with, with which I, I did not find a lot of like really reckless attitudes. Um, I know they, it's out there, and I think they get amplified on social media. Sure. I think that's really an edge more than the than the heartland of, of gun owners. As I've talked to gun owners, I, I find just a real seriousness around the training, the storage, um, the, the safety rules, and and then the you know the, the the statement that you know the number one rule is to make sure that somebody who's not authorized gets access to my firearm, and that you know that. Yeah, there's possession that's allowed under the Constitution, and not getting into all that, but there's a really strong feeling that training and best practices have to accompany this really important.
0: I've, I've talked to a lot of local leaders and national leaders on this issue, because obviously I lived through a, a tragedy in you know, Oak Creek that re- was related to an individual who took the lives of innocent people. Um, one of the, the realities I think that we, we are embracing is that at some points... We will find a way, I think this is me saying this, we'll find a way, and others, we'll find a way to have some laws that make sense. Not take away rights of gun owners, Second Amendment is there, it's not going anywhere, but red flag laws, and taking guns out of the hands of people who have been involved in domestic violent domestic abuse, and other situations where they, they've, I think they've forfeited that right. That seems to be where this evolution of, of the ideas and the laws related to gun ownership may change in the near future. You know,
1: that's, it's interesting. We did not in the poll ask a lot of sort of typical questions about um, law changes and things like that. We were interested in things like practices, and uh, but we did get into that a bit. And in interviews, what's interesting to me is that I think there is an evolving discussion around um, can we bring together groups of uh, particularly gun owners. Gun owners must be involved in this discussion. Absolutely. And, 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 yeah, there's going to be things that the groups will not agree on. Uh, But I think of a group like 97%, which is a new group that's come together, bring non gun owners and gun owners together to say, okay, we we will disagree maybe on 40% of the issues. We can't, okay, but is there something we can work on? Um, you know it's say I guess the issue of compromise and saying yeah you're not going to get everything but but yeah the gun owners that I talked to are very concerned about things like mass shootings things like suicide things like uh, negligent
0: or accidental discharges those are all very important to them I had an off-directed conversation with a former elected official at the congressional level and and he told me um, in conversations not in public not on the radio not on TV conservative women are leading the cause that says you know what there has to be a pause to understand the implications of just letting things just play out instead of looking critically at how we have people who shouldn't have guns, how we allow that to happen. And I, I really think that's what's going to drive this. Conservative women, liberal women probably have already been made that assessment. Um, I want to ask you a question that Paul Smith raised. We were talking yesterday about the decline of hunters, right? Deer hunters, gun deer season just wrapped up. Is the, the, Demographics, if that's the right word, of what guns people own, changing because that number of hunters is going away, but self-protection purchases may be increasing. Yeah, I think you're you're right. You're onto
1: something there. So, looking at Charles Franklin's earlier uh, polls, uh, the reason that Wisconsinites own guns is still predominantly hunting, up around seventy percent. Uh but we can see from our and, and over time we've seen that number come down a little bit. Um and we see in the recent purchases in our in the poll that Charles helped us with uh that the reason to purchase uh, hunting was not number one. Self protection was number one. So that that was the takeaway for that Charles is saying is this is changing a bit. We're seeing a new uh, class uh, or new t- type of gun owner, and you see that a little bit in the features that we did today. People that you might be surprised at gun owning and and why they own, um, and and that's and self protection is a big one.
0: So one of the reasons I like your your series is because it, it talks to real people. It puts a, a, a face to the story of, of gun ownership. Another another uh, highlight is is the suburban Urban rural comparisons. What are we seeing there?
1: Well, it's interesting. So um, when we looked at um, some of the, the death numbers that we looked at in suicide, they're climbing fastest in suburban areas. Um, we see in terms of areas of how people store. One thing that was interesting is the majority of people, three out of five, are storing firearms in locked um, safes and things of that nature. Uh, I think sometimes we, and you know, it is concerning when firearms are left um, accessible to children. Uh, that's not the predominant situation. That was the smallest category. What we do find is that in the city, in the urban areas, because we can see what came out of Milwaukee, people are more likely to have firearms loaded, as opposed to in suburban or rural areas, which you know, which sort of makes sense at some level. Um, and then we also see in some storage areas, storage being done a little bit differently in rural areas where firearms, um, you, know, you know, at those state counties might be, you know, 70, 80, I mean, nearly 100% in some communities.
0: So uh, having had these series of interviews and done these stories, in your mind, what's the biggest takeaway so far for you?
1: Well, I mean, I think a big lesson for me in this, and I go back to, uh, you know, this project was prompted to me by George Stanley and and Greg Borowski, George is retired hunter, um, and he just said, if you talk to gun owners, I mean, it, it's a it's a tenet of journalism, I guess, you know. But you'd be surprised at what you'd hear. And I am so grateful to all the gun owners and the conversations keep happening. So I think a big part of this is that talking to people really makes a difference. Uh, the um, Getting down to what you said, the nuance of what's here is more complicated. There's not a um, single sort of approach. Uh, the government is not going to solve it all. The, the grassroots solution is not going to solve it all. There's going to be some mix, but I'm really encouraged – by the conversations that are happening
0: right now, and I'm encouraged by the fact that, uh, and I've said this over and over again, the Journal Sentinel continues to be a beacon of hope for those who are embracing journalism and celebrating the fact that that is a way to check our system and check our culture in our country. So, I, I thanks for the, the great work on this, uh, John Dietrich has been our guest for this half hour. Uh, keep it up, and and again, just thanks for the the positive, really well researched look at how guns and gun ownership happens in our state of Wisconsin. Fantastic work. Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate it.